You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Great to be with you today. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer and a producer, and I'm just back from Santa Fe. And Julie, I had the ultimate Satellite Sisters sighting. Oh, really, Leanne? Well, yeah. Who? Who did you see? Why don't you guess? Guess, oh. guess, and I'm going to say the word to you, icon. Oh, icon. Okay. Icon. Oh, hi. I'm Julie Dolan. I'm the oldest sister. I'm, I live in Dallas, Texas. And right now I'm thinking of an icon. I'm going to go with Julie Andrews. Well, good perhaps, guess. Good perhaps guess. She's summering in Santa Fe. Who knows? Yeah. It, it wasn't Julie Andrews, oh. but it was that level. I mean, it was that oh. level. So stay tuned because I have many thoughts about the beautiful city of Santa Fe. I was there for a week. I was doing book research on my new book, um, but I just had a chance to meet up with some great satellite sisters and we had some beautiful you know, meals and art. And I took a cooking class and we did a beautiful day trip. So fantastic fun this week in Santa Fe. Um, also, Julie, guess who's here with us? Claire oh. Tansy. I am so excited. She always brings me up. And I mean, she always has great suggestions about cooking. She really inspires you to get back in that kitchen. But it's summertime, Leanne, and it's hot. I don't know if I want to go in the kitchen. (laughs) Right. Well, she's got some ideas to keep us out of the kitchen and keep us cool. But you're right, Julie. Claire has like just the right vibe for Satellite Sisters. It's you know what I mean? It's not too complicated, but she makes us think. And she's bringing an ingredient of the summer. Oh, so, good, good. I need that. I need a new theme for the summer. Good. Okay. A lot of quizzes happening today. A lot of exciting quizzes. And then uh, then we have some entertaining sisters recommendations. And um, I just want to remind people that uh, uh, Lost and Found in Paris is an ebook special. So Ooh, um, don't nice. hesitate for right now for a couple of days. I never know how long, but more details on that later. But One other thing, Leanne, is we are missing one sister this week. Oh, Liz, sure. Remember her? Oh, Remember the one? The one that really cooked up the idea for Satellite Sisters? She's not here this week, right? That's true. Thanks, Jewel. She's, (laughs) yes, she's off doing her other job, uh, working in track and field. So Liz is is working this week. We wish her the best of luck. She is a big track meet there in Eugene, Oregon. The, uh, I I think it's the Nationals that's happening this week. so that's exciting. Uh, we miss you, Liz, but she'll be back next week. All right. So here's the full Santa Fe report. Now, good, good. Jewel, um, I went to Santa Fe because I am researching my next book, my next book, which is in progress. I've already started it. I'm pretty well into it. My deadline was just extended, which was a miracle. Uh, okay. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, but this book is called The Marriage Sabbatical. Okay. And it's about a couple that decides after 20 plus years to just take a break from marriage for a year. 
Okay, can we just stop right now? Okay, I want all everyone in the Satellite Sisterhood to know that you are hearing what Lane's book, new book is going to be about at the same time that her sister is hearing when the new book is. This is one of the things about Lillian. She never tells her sisters what's, what's going to be in her book, what the title is. We maybe get a vague reference, you know, a location, but that's it. Well, that sounds like a great topic, Leanne. I'm, yeah. I'm very happy to hear about this so early in the writing process. So intriguing, right? Marriage sabbatical. Yes. Huh. yes. Sounds intriguing. So in the book, the the main female character goes to Santa Fe. Uh, that's where she spends her sabbatical because I feel like it's kind of a fantasy town. Like if you're just trying to get away from everything and reinvent yourself a little bit, Santa Fe seems like a place you could do that. You know, you could, you could find your people, you could pursue a creative pursuit or the arts or cooking, or, you know, you could get in touch with your spirituality as, as one Santa Fe native said to me, uh, there's a lot of healing that goes on here. So, oh, okay. Great. So good. So, so I had plunged into writing the book because I had been to Santa Fe, but it had been 35 years, Julie. That's remember <laughs> when our brother Dick lived in yes. Santa Fe in the eighties, Jewel. Was that the eighties? Ouch, Leanne. Didn't realize it was so long ago. Okay. But it had to be because I, I could went to visit him there and I had, I had babies in my arms. And so, uh, those were my kids. So yes, that's probably right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was in college in California and Dick living in Santa Fe was the closest living relative to me at the time. Everybody else was on the East coast. So I spent some Thanksgivings there. And when I drove cross country, I'd stay in that. Santa Fe. Yeah. Never yeah. heard this story. Leanne. <laughs> it's good. I'm glad I'm on this show. I'm hearing about your new book about parts of your life. Never yeah. heard of keep going. Yeah. So, uh, but it'd been a while and Santa Fe has changed. Like it's really bloomed and blossom. That was sort of the beginning of the Santa Fe style, you know, 35 years ago, the, the big restaurants hadn't even started yet. You know, Coyote Cafe or Cafe Pasquales, they did not exist yet. Santa Fe was just starting to happen. So I really needed to go back to see what had happened in 35 years. And I'm so glad I did. We, uh, we drove over my husband and I, we rented a, a VRBO, an absolutely beautiful house. I have to say we totally scored. Uh, the owner Good. later told me that it was rented, uh, you know, through October. It's a very popular house, but we happened to look like the one day she had had a cancellation. She said there was a cancellation for five days and two hours later you had rented it. So well, it was meant to be land when things like, like that sort of fall into place, it's meant to be. Yes. And then we had the opportunity to, you know, do a lot of walking. He does a lot of running. I took a cooking class. Uh, we, you know, we went to many, many art galleries. We went to museums. We had some great meals. We tried to sort of live life locals, you know, but it's, it, we were okay. only there five days, so I'm not going to pretend, but, um, <laughs> But but having a being in a house rather than a hotel or a motel uh, or certainly camping out uh, gives you an opportunity to uh, at least uh, pursue that fantasy that you're yes. local. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what else have helped our fantastic satellite sisters meet up. I mean, I <gasps> oh yes, how did that go, Liam? I cannot say enough about our Santa Fe satellite sisters, Cheryl and Tina. Tina and Cheryl, they went above and beyond. I mean, I threw it out there, threw down the gauntlet. I'm going to be here. Could someone organize something? And they did not know each other, but they connected on Facebook. They picked a spot. Oh, we, nice. 
We did a Satellite Sisters happy hour at La Fonda Hotel, which is a classic Santa Fe hotel. They have a beautiful rooftop bar. So we met there. We decided five to seven. But guess what time Cheryl got there to secure a table in the shade? No, no, I don't know. What time? 3 p.m. Oh, oh, Cheryl, you went the extra mile. We love it. You are a true Satellite Sister. Yes. Oh, my God. And not only that, Julie, she created a foam core satellite sisters sign so that there was official signage. that's that's a big that's a big event so you had a big event in santa fe that's great Liam. and then tina i mean she was on it she pre-ordered the charcuterie platter and a fantastic chip if you want chips and dip the place to have it is in santa fe so uh she she did that now it was a very hot windy day so i like that she secured the charcuterie platter with fiesta wear plates. She like put plates all over the platter so that the, you know, the prosciutto didn't blow away, but it was. Okay. You don't want that. Okay. Very resourceful satellite sisters as well. Yes. And you know, and then my friend Mary came from college. Um, oh, Mary yeah. just relocated there. And so she wanted to meet some people and hear all about Santa Fe because the whole point of the meetup was for them to tell me about Santa Fe. Like we didn't okay. talk about satellite sisters at all, but it was great for like an hour and a half. I drilled them on how, why did you move here? What, what's it like? Where do you live? What are the people, you know, like, what do you do? Blah, blah, blah. What's the difference between the people that have lived here forever and the people that just moved here? Like how much interaction do you have with so-and-so? It was fantastic. They could not have been nicer. Then Cheryl brought out this welcome to Santa Fe gift basket that no had, way, Leanne. That's oh, lovely. My gosh. Fantastic books, maps, uh, all the hydration products I needed. There was body <laughs> moisturizer, lip balm. Thank you, Cheryl. There was nasal passage moisturizer because Santa Fe is at 7,200 feet. And okay. That was pretty high up there. Yeah. It's really high and it's hot and dry. It was hot and dry when we were there. So it was just really fun. We had a fantastic couple of hours there on the rooftop of La Fonda. It could not have been nicer. Cheryl typed up notes for me. And then so uh, all these places in Santa Fe and then. Wonderful. I mean, every place we've ever gone and we've ever met satellite sisters and misters, we've, you know, we've always had a terrific time just yes. continues. And uh, uh, we should just encourage them to meet each. I love that they were meeting each other too, Leanne. That's a, that's a great part of the story. Yeah, no, fantastic. So I, I got a lot out of, I got a lot out of the meeting. I hope they did too. So uh, it was super. And then they picked up the check, which was unbelievably nice. That was unnecessary. I was going to do that. Um, you know, because we had some margaritas, Barrick was there, but they, they, it just could not, it was so generous and lovely. It was just a super lovely afternoon. And then it really set us up. Then we were good to go. We had restaurant recommendations. We were on the run on art museums and uh, galleries to see um, the names of a couple of shops, the chocolate store we should go to another store that is actually called cashmere and chocolate or chocolate and cashmere. That seems like a perfect combo. I mean, I wouldn't want any on my cashmere, but chocolate on it. But uh, those are two uh, essential like uh, food groups, even though cashmere is not. Yeah. So, uh, so then we were off and like, here's the thing about Santa Fe. It is one of the best shopping cities I've ever been to, if not the best. I mean, I know New York, Paris, London, 
But Santa Fe is so small and it's so compact and you can walk to all the places, but the range of things, products that are just beautiful, that are specific to Santa Fe, everything from, of course, artwork to textiles, like the cashmere was all made in Santa Fe, hand loomed there, you know, paper products, the jewelry, holy cow. Oh, the pottery, the home goods, everything from super modern to, of course, the beautiful Native American stuff. Oh my gosh. I, it sounds I, like it's a great place for like a satellite sister we uh like a trip to yes. if you're looking for a destination. You know, I mean food, it has a lot of the elements that you would like. Food, shopping, great locale, you know, interesting culture. That would be fun. Yeah. So I mean, I don't even think of myself as a shopper and no, I could have bought yeah. everything in every store. That's <laughs> I mean, it was really high quality stuff. It wasn't just the usual Schlocko, even in the museum gift shops, beautiful. So the other thing, Julie, you mentioned food. It is a really great foodie town now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that New Mexican cooking is very distinct. It's not Mexican. It's not Tex-Mex. It's very chili forward, obviously yes. red chilies, green chilies. Uh, it's a richness of spices. So there is a lot of heat if you want, but it's also just a richness of like chipotle and all these flay and cumin, these flavors mm. that blend together that, you know, it's at 7,200 feet. They don't have a lot of produce that's native, but they do do a lot with squash. Julie, they do. Okay. I know a lot with squash, squash blossoms. That's, that's really, they do a lot with that. So we were able to have great meals. I was actually very surprised how crowded all the restaurants were like even, you know, a Tuesday at lunch, there was an hour wait. So if you're going, you need to make reservations. You need to do a little planning. We had done. That's a good tip. That's a good. We had done some, but not. And I loved the satellite sisterhood. They knew that I was there and they were like messaging me, like go to La Choza best food. (laughs) And so like, I was like, here, get it. Let's go lunch. La Choza now. Uh, So we were taking suggestions on the fly. I love that. But one of the best things I did, Julie, was take a cooking class at the Santa Fe cooking school. Oh my gosh. Oh, how so fun, Leanne. Well, you are, an, you are a wonderful cook and you're interested in cooking. So how was it? How was the cooking school? It was great. I took a traditional New Mexican cooking class because those are all things I don't cook. It's, it was chili rellenos. It was the, the tres hermanas, which is the squash, the, uh, the beans and the corn. That's what they call the three sisters there. Uh, sopapillas, which are like, mm-mm, you know, mm-mm. beignets, which are like donuts. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. So good. The food was absolutely delicious. You know, I took it for a couple of reasons. I like to include food in my books and arts and culture. So, and I, and they promise like the history and the lore of a lot of, um, of New Mexican dishes, which was sort of what I was there for. So I learned a lot technique wise, but also just hearing the stories of sort of the evolution of cooking, you know, from hundreds of years ago and three generations to, you know, literally that day, like one of the chefs in Santa Fe won a James Beard award for the best cook of the year, best chef of the year. So there was a lot of energy around the food scene. So you will definitely be seeing uh, chili rellenos in my new book, Jill. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were going to say at Thanksgiving, where are we going to have chili rellenos at Thanksgiving? Because that could be good. Yeah. Well, they were, I mean, the best chili rellenos we had were the ones we made there. Like that recipe, like learning to roast the chili rellenos, really understanding like the importance of roasting the whole pepper. And there's a lot of great stories there. 
great, but also very sexy food. Who knew? Chili relleno. So there's going to be a chili relleno scene in the book. Jack. All right. I mean, we are just getting so many insights on this new book today. Okay. No, it sounds fun. And it sounds like a great way to take a deep, you know, to take a deep dive into a local culture. But Yeah. To- a local cooking class. I love right. that. Yeah. That's what I would say. And, and the lunch that we prepared was one of the best meals we had there. So, you know, oh. these, these classes are not, you know, they're, they're a cost, but then when you realize you get a really great lunch, you're like, okay, great. And the store at the Santa Fe school of cooking was amazing for spices. Uh, again, I could have bought everything in the store. I managed <laughs> not because I had okay. to walk back to our condo, our house from there. Um, we took a beautiful day trip to Chimaya, which is a place of great. I've been there. That's, that's Isn't a- that a special place? Yes. It's, yeah. It's, it's really an amazing, yes. Oh. It's an amazing place to go. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and uh, it was, you know, it's a church and chapels and it's sort of uh, 30 minutes north of Santa Fe. Um, It's been there for hundreds of years, but the artwork, people make pilgrimage to Chimayo, the natural setting. I I was very moved by it. I I was very moved by that. And then we went down the street to the Rancho de Chimayo and had like the best enchilada of my life. So that. (laughs) Well, that's quite a statement. I mean, (laughs) right. uh, I mean, well, North, what, made it, what made it the best of your life, Leon? In northern New Mexico, they stack enchiladas. They are not rolled. So they're oh. not mushy. They're the okay. corn tortillas. You get corn and then I got shredded beef, which was kind of a treat for me. I don't eat a lot of red meat. Uh, and then the cheese, then another tortilla, then of- more beef and cheese and another tortilla. And then the red chili on top, which was the best I had had. Oh my gosh. It was fantastico. So <laughs> I guess so that's going to be stacked enchiladas going to be in the book too, Liam. It's going to be in the book, Joel. Okay. It's going to be so- in the book. So many things, you know, it's just, it's, it, uh, you know, when, when I wrote lost and found in Paris, I wrote the whole book and then I went to Paris to check out the, you know, the locations. And then I came back and rewrote the book. And the same is true of this Santa Fe trip. Like I had in my mind, what her, the main character's experience would be, but just being there, it will be different. So we had a wonderful, wonderful time. And I want to let people know that I've done a complete travel blog post for satellitesisters.com. So I'm reeling off a lot of names and places, but I worked very hard on a complete blog post. I'll have uh, a link to that in the show notes. I'll spread it around in pep talk. The pep talk this week is going to be all about Santa Fe and on all our social media because spent a long time there. So if Santa Fe is on your wish list, uh, you're going to want to start your planning now because it's a busy place. And, you know, there it's everything was months in advance. And even the museums, I did advanced ticketing and they were all sold out the day of. You can't just sort of wander in there. You have to do a little advanced planning. Well, Um, I mean, that's right up the satellite sisterhood, right? Yeah, they're advanced planners, as you can see. Our our people can do that, Leanne. And it's it's good to go there any time of year. I mean, I think it would be beautiful at Christmas time. Yes, that's another very busy time. Yeah, Uh Christmas, and they have a million special events there. So again, links to all the event calendars. They have a great tourism site. So it's all complete. Uh, And many, many thanks to Cheryl, Tina, and Mary, my local satellite sisters on the ground. But Julie, here's my top satellite sisters in Santa Fe sighting. Okay. We are sitting at a completely nondescript lunch place. We just had to duck in quickly to get a meal before going to the Georgia O'Keeffe Museum. My husband had worked longer <laughs> than he had thought he was going to work. So I'm, I'm enjoying a turkey, Sammy. He's having a chili relleno. And uh, 
Who walks in? Allie McGraw. Oh, wow, Leanne. Allie. That, that, she is a Hollywood legend. She wow. really is. You know, for Next Gen Satellite Sisters, if you're wondering why we're like raving over Allie McGraw, just Google Allie McGraw. She was, yes. of course, in Love Story. Uh, she was in, was that the getaway? We all wanted to be yeah. in Love Story. Yeah, but oh. she was in it. Yes. She was oh. in it. She was married to uh, Robert Evans, the movie producer. She was married to Steve McQueen. In between, she dated many, many other men. She moved to Santa Fe 30 years ago. And how do I know this? Because Satellite Sister Cheryl had given me a great little like offbeat Santa Fe book. So that morning, I was researching, making notes, reading it. And there was an interview with Allie McGraw. And she re- she said something in the book that was really funny. She said, well, most people know I'm in love story, but most people are also shocked to know I'm still alive. Like it was just a very funny comment. So I'm eating my turkey sandwich and I look up and there's Allie McGraw walking into this nondescript oh. store. And Jewel, I mean, forget Coastal Grandmother, forget it. The look okay. you want is Santa Fe Alley. Okay. Okay. She, Santa Fe. Okay. Let's hear the details. She's 82 now. Okay. okay. She's 82 years old now. She looks like an 82 year old woman. And that's why she doesn't have a lot of plastic surgery Good. or any. Okay. It looks, nice. she's got a really natural look, beautiful head of long gray hair in the famous <gasps> ponytail. I can, I can imagine it, Leanne. I she's can still see doing it. it. Okay. Her face is tan, you know, she's, and she's got, she's got wrinkles. Then she's in a white tunic, like a, it's got crisp, uh, crisp, it's out. linen-y, yeah. it's a linen white tunic, oh, you know, oh. then she has the perfect blue jeans on, which has one roll up. She's got uh, the white Birkenstocks on. So, and then perfectly pedicured feet in a, in a beautiful blue color, like that Santa Fe blue. That's what's on her. Feet. Okay. We're all, that's the next color I'm getting on my toes. Santa and Fe then blue. here's, oh, of course, some blue. silver jewelry, no doubt. Right. Oh, Julie, the earrings were big, gorgeous silver and turquoise earrings, oh. you know, statement earrings at 82. She looked amazing. She came in, she got an iced coffee and a pastry and she sort of put her stuff down next to us and look, Barrick was looking straight at her and she's like, iced coffee. It's the only drug I do now, my drug of choice. Like there was a little iced coffee exchange. I, I couldn't even look up from her toes. I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> and I almost said something like, Ms. McGraw, it's great to see you. But I just didn't, you know, she was just having her day. And then she went into the park to drink her iced coffee and eat her pastry. And uh, Ali McGraw, ladies and gentlemen. That is sister. major, Leon. major. Yeah. <laughs> It was major. It felt major, Joel. It felt iconic. And I texted Sheila right away and described what Allie's wearing. She's like, I want it all. I want all that at 82. (laughs) It was just a super fun trip. Thanks to everybody who contributed and sent ideas. I really was paying attention uh, again on the blog. And then the book, uh, January 2024 is when it's coming out now. So stay tuned. Long way to go. But but that's it. But Cheryl and Tina, Mary, you're the best. Okay, they are. And Leon, I just I'm so glad you had a vacation. And I'm very glad to hear that you and your husband drove because uh, the USA Today called this past weekend travel Armageddon. Did you hear this? You realize some. Yeah, it looked rough. I mean, do you realize that there were over 10,000 flights that were canceled or delayed? Now, before I say anything else, uh, we just want to establish 
that you and I love air travel. We love yes. airplanes. We love air pilots. We, we especially love flight attendants, gate agents, anyone that's on the phone, those you know 1-800 numbers. We love you all. We know it is not your fault. Right. But it was just a combination of things <clears throat> that added up to like just a terrible, terrible weekend for so many people, Leanne. I mean, that was really hard. So I was looking online and CNN had some had an article about what to do if your flight is canceled and delayed. OK, and I, I just we just have to talk for a brief moment about uh, some of their suggestions. Um, their their first suggestion is avoid getting trapped at the airport, like call ahead to see or check ahead to see if your flight is on time. You know, Leanne, that really does not help. You know, you have to go, right? It doesn't. I mean, you still have to go in and check in and get into the situation because even if it's delayed, the delay may be shorter than is posted. And if you're sitting at home, you know, you're going to be in trouble. Okay, right. And then once you're once you're in the airport and, you know, when they announce that like your flight is delayed or they take you back to the gate and you have to get off the plane, they say you should move as quickly as possible to get to an agent's desk to re uh, to uh, re, you know, re ticket your ticket because it is a first come first serve basis for many of the seats. Okay. You know what that means, Leanne? That means that if you're in a group of people, you have to send your fastest runner. Okay? Right. You have to send them ahead, okay? You have to strip them of all their luggage. Just send them to that line, okay? Then you need at least two other people. You need someone working the phones, talking to the airlines on the phones to see if you can get any options that way. And then a third person on a laptop checking out hotels and rental cars. So if you do get stuck, you can stay. I mean, the point of this is, Lynn, that when you get stuck, you really get stuck. And there's not a whole, you know, there's, I mean, the airlines can only do so much when it's weather, obviously. And, you know, we all have to cope. But it did make me think of our sister, Sheila, who, uh, Sheila's our middle sister. And uh, she is not a frequent flyer, is she, Lynn? No, no, she. And she's a reluctant and infrequent flyer. Right. Yeah. She is. Her traveling style would be called, tra- uh, I would say, is a survivalist. That's her <laughs> approach to travel. So when she travels, you know, she brings pretty much a bed. She has some giant pillow she brings. She brings snacks. She brings hand sanitizer. She brings wipes. She brings moisturizer. She brings eye drops. Uh, I mean, she brings eye patches. And I think that's we all have to adopt Sheila's travel style for the summer because it doesn't sound like it's going to get any better. (laughs) It's true. I mean, she's been bringing hand wipes and sanitizer long before the COVID. Right. Long before. Long before. Yeah. Yeah. There was a we're I'm headed to San Francisco this weekend for a girls weekend. And there was a lot of talk on our text chain about flight cancellations. So, uh, you know. Just, just fingers crossed. Fingers okay, crossed. Okay, Sheila, bring uh, bring some extra supplies with you. And uh, one of the best piece of advice is certainly be nice and kind to any travel agent, ticket agent, flight attendant, anyone you come in contact with. That's exactly, right. Joel. Exactly, yeah. exactly. All right, stay with us, Claire Tansy, and summer spectacular food up next.
We are so happy at Satellite Sisters to have BritBox as a sponsor. You know, we love it. It's the streaming home of the best British television with exclusive mysteries, crime dramas, comedies, documentaries, and more. Julie, what's your fave? Vera, I love this show. I'm on season 11. I mean, Brenda Blethyn is such a great actress. And the character Liz Vera, I don't know if you've watched it, but she's essentially Margaret Thatcher in a trench coat, okay? (laughs) She is bossing people around and solving crime. I love her. Okay, well, I want to especially recommend Archie. Archie's a brand new limited series. It's starring Jason Isaacs as Archie Leach. Who is he? He's the man who became Harry Grant. And oh. you know what's so interesting about this is it's sort of about how he became a star in old Hollywood, how he went from being Archie Leach to being Cary Grant. But also because it's him growing up in old Hollywood, there are a lot of people in the in the movie playing Doris Day, Grace Kelly, George Burns. It's little snapshots of what it was like to become a movie star back in the day. So I really enjoyed it and recommend. So sign up for BritBox today to stream Archie and any other fan favorites from any device you have. So we have a special limited time offer. Get 50% off your first month when you sign up for the monthly plan, but only if you go to BritBox.com and use our promo code SISTERS at checkout. Got it? Don't wait. Get 50% off your first month. Use promo code SISTERS at BritBox.com. Hi, all. It's Leanne Dolan from Satellite Sisters. And you know what my definition of self-care is? Any product from OseaMalibu.com. That's right. We love the beautiful body care products at OseaMalibu.com. And we love that they've supported Satellite Sisters for a long time. That's how it works. The sponsors support us. You support the sponsors. We continue to produce Satellite Sisters content for you. And you know what? We do it with really great looking skin. This is the year of Andaria Algae Body Butter. If you have not tried this amazing product yet, 2024 is your year because Andaria Algae Body Butter is Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable product. It makes a glowing choice for achieving your new year body care and self-care goals. I got to tell you, you put this stuff on. First of all, we've said it before, you want to eat it. Secondly, you put it on, it makes your skin feel so smooth and hydrated. And that lasts for days. You know, have you ever had a beauty product that kind of fades out and an hour later you're like, what happened there? Not the case with the famous Andaria Algae Body Butter. It's not your typical body butter and that's why it works better. It's made with ingredients that's normally reserved for your face like the Andaria seaweed and the ceramides and it can transform your dry, crepey skin to smooth, soft, and supple. So make it happen in 2024. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Mosia. Right now, we have a special discount just for our satellite sisters and misters. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. You get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. We're always so happy to welcome Claire Tanzi back to Satellite Sisters. She is the author of Dinner Uncomplicated, which has become a Satellite Sisters fan fave cookbook. And she's constantly on YouTube and television. And Claire, you're just everywhere cooking, cooking, cooking all the time. Thank you for coming back to Satellite Sisters. 
Oh, I'm so happy to be here. And I'm just, you know, in my, in my athleisure, I love it. I love being on satellite sisters. It's very easy. No fake eyelashes required. It's actually in our confirmation thing. You do not have to wear hair and makeup for this interview. We need to let people know that when we send it to guests. So, okay. We're going to talk summer cooking. It's the solstice solstice today. Do you do anything special in Canada for the solstice? Uh, well, it's, it's, you know, I don't know if it's in Canada particularly, but my dad has always called this the, his favorite day of the year. So because it's the shortest night, right. We get the most daylight hours and it's pretty, pretty likely that you're going to get decent weather. Um, we've got a heat warning here today, which is always great. Um, but in terms of food, I just like to focus on something that's like no cook and very summery. Well, that's your whole vibe this summer, right? No cook, very summery, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I, so it gets really hot. People sometimes don't think of Canada as being hot, but certainly where I live in Toronto, it gets extremely hot and extremely humid. Uh, Like we have stretches of days where, you know, there are like official heat warnings and the health department has to open like uh, cooling centers for people experiencing homelessness. Like it can be crazy bananas hot here. Oh, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I bet you don't have good air conditioning like we do in Texas either. Well, we don't. I mean, I, I feel pretty lucky just to have air conditioning. Um, and we don't have like central air. We have, we call them slim gyms. Like they're two little like wall units. Um, they do, they do a pretty good job, but like, they don't, they certainly don't turn the house into a refrigerator at all. All right. So what, what do you make when it's too hot to cook? Like what's a, what's on a Claire Tansy dinner table when it's too hot to cook? (laughs) Yeah. When you can't turn on the oven, you refuse to turn on the stove. You pretty much don't even want to move your arms too much because it's too hot. Uh, (laughs) Right. Like you just, uh, I always like to think of these amazing, of delicious no cook supper. So, you know, your classic no cook supper would be um, like a supper salad, right? So a salad that eats like a meal uh, packed with like sliced sausages, grilled chicken or tofu, uh, chickpeas, lentils, whole grains, cheese, toasted nuts and seeds. So no wimpy salads. Um, and that's a great supper salad, but you can kind of only eat that so many days of the week before right. you want something else, right? So I like to think about no cook summer meals. Um, I like to start going about start thinking about them by focusing on the protein. So what are proteins that I can put into my meal that don't need to be cooked? So I think about deli meats, canned fish, rotisserie chicken, uh, canned chickpeas, even silken tofu, um, or hot smoked trout or smoked salmon, even like frozen shrimp that is already cooked. Um, and so if you kind of start with those things, then it's actually pretty easy to build out um, some meals. Like you can always do um, like, uh, actually what I'm going to be doing tonight is I'm going to take rice noodles and, you know, I just cook them by covering them with um, really hot water uh, out of the tap or even out of like a boiled kettle of water. And then they're basically cooked, toss that with some hot smoked trout, uh, some veggies, uh, some greens, maybe some toasted nuts and a simple salad dressing. And that's a delicious um, no cook dinner that still feels not like a salad. Uh, which gets to be pretty important. Right. Okay. I'm just absorbing that meal right there. That's a good combination of things. And mm-hmm. that list of proteins you you uh, you rattled off, though, there's a lot of good ideas in there. Like, I think people overlook um, cooked frozen shrimp. 
That's kind of one of my to yeah. that I, I put in my pantry. Like when it's on sale, I just buy it at the grocery store. So when you can just defrost shrimp, people think you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> they do. And we're, I think we're all looking for more moments like that when people say, God, you're a genius. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, even canned tuna, like make a salad with some canned beans some canned tuna, some cherry tomatoes, some basil from your garden uh, and a bit of extra virgin olive oil delicious, you know, and you didn't have to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you, you know what you mentioned smoked salmon and I literally have some smoked salmon in my fridge and I'm just stuck on how to use it in a salad. Cause all I can think of it as is something I put on a bagel. You know, I just can't, I can't not get to the next level with my smoked salmon. Oh, okay. Okay. Like this is great. I love this on the fly. Um, so you can think about a a great place to start is actually with that, with those flavors of a bagel. So you think about capers, onions, maybe dill, maybe some cream cheese and put that all into like a pasta salad. So you can take, uh, you know, you can cook, you know, something like orzo or some nice, uh, delicate little noodles, and then get them really cold, you know, run lots of running water. And then maybe make a dressing with either some uh, plain yogurt or a bit of sour cream, tons of dill, lemon, tons of capers, and then just um, chop up your salmon and toss it in and around with that pasta and all those delicious other flavors. And then put that like on a bed of lettuce. And I would say that that'd be good. I would eat that. I'm coming over. Lynn, are you having that tonight? I might. (laughs) I've been wondering what to do. To do with that, it was sort of a gift salmon. So I feel like I should use it and yeah. it's high quality, but I, you know, I didn't know what to do, but that is a fantastic idea. All right. Okay. That, yeah. okay. Check. Done. Check. I'm next. That. What's next? Throw something right. else at me. So, um, Julie, you have any, well, you have I, any? I would have to say, Claire, I'm kind of su- suspicious of pasta salads. I think oh. they had a day like in the eighties. Okay. But yeah. a lot of, you know, Pasta, but my husband just views them as cold noodles. Is that what we're having for dinner? And it, they, that's that's not good. So what's the secret to making a really delicious, tasty pasta salad? Okay, so the first thing you gotta do, and this is so important, and this goes against everything else I ever teach about pasta, you've <laughs> gotta rinse the pasta. So after you cook it, now, first of all, you're not gonna cook it too long. You're gonna almost undercook it just by like a minute. You're going to drain it and then you're going to get it totally cold. So you're going to run the water, the cold tap over that in while it's sitting in the strainer, you're going to get the cold water over it and like move it all around. You want to get all that excess starch off the exterior. You want to get it cold. Otherwise it's going to get mushy and it's just going to stick to itself. So that's, that's so step one, get to there. All right. This then second thing is move away from the bottle dressing and make something yourself. So, I mean, certainly when I was growing up, it was like, okay, you'd have a can of three bean mix. You'd have some cooked pasta and you'd have a bottle of zesty Italian dressing. And that was what you took to a potluck, right? Right. So move away from the bottle dressing and just mix up a little bit of either red wine or white wine vinegar and some little bit of mustard, if you have it, and some extra virgin olive oil. And that's it keep it really simple. Then you're going to pack that uh, pasta salad with every kind of deliciousness. And I want intense flavors. I want like pitted black olives, capers, like I mentioned to Leon, um, sun-dried tomatoes chopped up, fresh basil, fresh parsley, fresh chives, all chopped up, uh, lemon zest. So big, big flavors. Um, and then toss that all around and then don't wait too long to eat it and make sure it's not 
freezing cold, like right out of the fridge, give it a little time to kind of warm up a bit because that's going to help that dressing to really taste delicious and to help that pasta salad taste more like more than just cold noodles. Okay. Ah, Good. There's some technique for you. You Uh, I like that. I like the tips because my thought would be to put the dressing on while the pasta is hot. So it would absorb. So the yes. cold bath, but you know, that's a good tip. Yeah. Because otherwise it just keeps cooking and it just, then that's when it gets mushy and no one's happy with that. That's just no not one. good. No. One. <laughs> yeah. No one is happy with that. You're absolutely right. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I, I enjoy pasta salad still. I think people have had too many bad ones, so it has a bad reputation, but I think a great pasta salad is still a great meal. Particularly I agree. And I got to say yeah. one of the most popular recipes I've ever developed, it's in my first book on complicated and it's like a Greek slash Mediterranean pasta salad made with orzo. Right. It's got goat cheese. It's got those black olives, those sun-dried tomatoes. And I got, if, if people know me for anything, it's either my dry brine turkey or my Mediterranean orzo salad. So oh, yeah, okay. I think it's still popular. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Orzo also an underused pasta, I think. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> okay. We're really digging deep here on this pasta. <laughs> oh, but... These are deep cuts. These are deep cuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So Claire, you said though, the unexpected hero of the summer is your slow cooker. That yeah. surprises me. What's yeah. what's happening with slow cookers? Or it's summer? your air fryer or your instant pot. I allow, you're allowed one. You can't have them okay. all. You can have one of those things. <laughs> so <laughs> because it's hot, right? It, as right. mentioned, Those appliances are fantastic ways of cooking without throwing a ton of heat into your house. Um, And slow cookers, you think, oh my gosh, cozy stews, you know, and and like braised beef bourguignon kind of thing. No, no, no. You want to think of like pulled pork, pulled chicken, throw that pork shoulder in the slow cooker and you won't feel a drop of that heat, but then you'll have beautiful pulled pork. You can toss it with something really easy, like barbecue sauce, throw it on a bun with some coleslaw. Hello. I'm coming to that party. Yeah. Um, Same with chicken thighs. They braise so beautifully in the slow cooker and then uh, whole grains, you know, like, um, Oh, I just love a whole grain salad, like, you know, wheat berries or farro or even just brown rice or barley. They cook beautifully in the slow cooker. Uh, So, and that's, you know, instead of having to boil something on the stove, uh, emitting all of that horrible, horrible humidity and heat into my kitchen for 45 (laughs) minutes, I can just put it in the slow cooker and, uh, and it's cooked. So it's good, really easy. So don't forget about them. We, (laughs) years and years ago, I I remember Julie saying that, you know, you have to put your slow cooker away for the winter, for the summer. Like, no, Julie, don't. No, keep it out. I'm dragging it out right now. I'm going, I'm going into the pantry. You too talking. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull mine out and (laughs) fire it up for tonight. Super. Uh, Okay. Uh we're gonna get to the uh ingredient of the summer, which is very exciting for me. I can't wait because you pick great ingredients. But first we want to talk a little bit about the cooking classes you do because Claire, Mm -hmm. I was just talking in the first segment about the great cooking class that I took in Santa Fe at the Santa Fe School of Cooking. And I was just so appreciative to have a professional chef, like showing me tips. I absorbed so much. Mm -hmm. Is that what you do the cooking classes? Like, do you see that with your normal people, kids, grownups? I mean, it's amazing how much you learn just watching someone who's really knows how to cook. Cook. Yeah. And I got to say, it's always the sort of side things, the side tips. It's not, you, you maybe come for the menu. You think, oh, that sounds like a delicious menu. I'd like to cook that. 
but guaranteed the stuff that you're going to really remember, the tips and tricks you're going to remember are all the other little things, how I anchor my cutting board, how I salt my pasta water, uh, uh, what do I do with lemon zest, um, you know, all these little side tips and tricks that don't really have anything specifically related to that menu, but that you will take into the rest of your cooking life. And that is what I hear from my students, whether they're in person or my virtual classes, they love all those little, those little things. And it's funny because when you, you know, you get to be a, I wouldn't call myself necessarily an expert in my field, but I've been doing it for 25 years. So I probably something, and you kind of, you don't even know what you know anymore. And right. so it, it's wonderful <laughs> for me to have students go, hold up. Did, did you just tell me that, that you're going to use your microplane for ginger and garlic at the same time? And I'll be like, yeah, doesn't everybody do that? And people will say, no, it's so awesome. That's super cool. Tell me more about that. So I, I do love that. And I'm learning more now to, to kind of stop myself and say, hey, this is a great tip that people love. Um, so uh, I, I'm so excited. I was, I was uh, enjoying your following along your Santa Fe journey. And I love it when people take cooking classes, even if you're a super experienced cook, you always pick up something new. Certainly in a kitchen, there's never one single way to do something and you can always learn something new, um, no matter how much experience you've had. Yeah, I, I, when you mentioned it's the little things when she, uh, Jen, our chef, Jen, mentioned like, you're never supposed to salt the water that you cook beans in mm. because they never get fully cooked. If the mm. water is salted, I was like, wait, what does that explain why my garbanzo beans and that I always cooked them in like canned chicken broth thinking I'm doing the right thing. And I was doing the wrong thing. And then she showed us how she cuts an onion, which was great. And yeah, she had all, you know, when you need to brown something, just walk away, walk away. Don't touch it. Stop just touching it. She was yeah. great. It was really fun. So, <laughs> you know, I just really learned a lot. And I have to say the meal was fantastic. That's yeah. the other thing I undervalued yeah. was how delicious the food was going to be at the end. It was the, yeah. the best meal we had in Santa Fe was at the cooking yeah. school. So um, Amazing. it was great. Amazing. Yeah. It does make sense, but I hadn't really thought about that. So uh, it was fantastic. Now tell us about the teen class you're doing yes. this summer. Oh yeah. So I, so I have been doing these for a couple of years now. I teach tweens how to cook and I, I was terrified at first because I don't, I have a, I have a tween. I mean, he just turned 10, but that's like my only introduction to tweenagerhood. And so I was a little scared of teenagers, but actually they're yeah. my favorite. Well, they're, they're now my favorite. Yeah. Um, because so my sweet spot, so I teach these summer camps and it's, um, about 90 minutes a day for five days. And I do two separate sessions. There's no parental supervision required. In fact, I kind of don't want the parents around. I want the kids to really take this on and be independent with it. And I teach them from like nothing to being able to cook a full meal for their families. And it is Awesome. I love these kids. 11 to 14. It is the sweet spot. These kids are full of personality and yet they are looking for independence. They want, they're trying to figure out, you know, what their identity is. They also want to contribute. They want to mean something into their communities and teaching, but you know, at the same time, we're not giving them the keys to the car yet. Right. So allowing them to kind of play in the kitchen is so fantastic. Not only do they learn to cook, uh, learn to nurture themselves, nurture their families, but 
we do things like I get such great feedback from parents, you know, uh, talking about fostering body positivity and a positive relationship with food. We know that ages 11 to 14 is a really tough time in terms of self-esteem and body. So I, you know, when I teach, I talk about all food being good food and there's no such thing as toxic food and uh, we just eat to enjoy. And that's the most important thing. And when you can cook for yourself, you have this superpower but then also kids get over issues of picky eating. You know, when they've cooked it themselves, they're curious about eating it and they eat it. Right. And then they great. also, you know, it's like problem solving, time management, creativity, cleaning up. They just learn so much great stuff and they're really, really fun. We always have joke contests. I mean, the most <laughs> terrible jokes you've ever heard, they're going to come from 11 to 14 year olds. <laughs> And well, we just have a ton fun. of fun. Yeah, it's they're really, really great. awesome. It really teaches them independence and self-reliance and yeah. creativity. And you know, just as you said, problem solving, even if they yeah. up. It, I mean, I think they would learn from that. So that's great. And that's it. And that's the great thing about cooking too. It's like, even if you mess up, like what's the worst that can happen? You either start again or you have cereal for dinner. Like life, life goes on. And, and I, and I love that. Uh, and I really, it's, it's a really great, it's a really great experience. It's been a, such a great experience for me. And the fact that it's virtual means that uh, the kids then they learn in their own kitchens. And that means this is the best part they're much more likely to then continue cooking after they have graduated yes. from cooking camp. Right. That's and so right. You know, I hear from my, my past campers that they're cooking for their families once a week. Thank you very much. I can't wait till that happens with my son. I'm interested in the cleaning up aspect of this <laughs> camp. Leanne, your, your, your boys son, are too old. I can't take them. I'm sorry. I know when my sons cook, they're very proud of themselves. And then they walk away. I'm like, well, if I never had yeah. to do a dish, I cook too. I cook all yeah. the time. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I like that you're teaching that Claire is offering a discount to satellite sister listeners. So if you go to the show notes or we'll put it um, on the website, you can find it anywhere. There's going to be a discount if you're interested in signing your own tweens up for cooking camp. Okay, Claire, it's time for um, ingredient of the summer 2022. I'm excited, Claire. This is going to be. Hey, everybody. This is exciting. The ingredient of summer 2022 is miso. Oh, yes. We're intrigued. Does either either of you have a jar of miso in your fridge at the moment? No, No, it's not something I've I've dared to use. Oh my goodness. Choy in my fridge. Do I get partial credit for that? Um, (laughs) Yes. Sure. Well, I was going to make it and I saw a recipe with use miso, but I didn't have any miso. So, Ah, okay. So this is great. So miso is a little bit new then a little bit exciting. You've probably had it uh, you know, it's very famous in restaurants, like they do fish marinated in miso and white wine and then um, usually broil it like salmon or black cod. It's amazing. So it is a, a, a fermented soy paste. Don't let the fermented parts carry you because it's really, really good for you. You know, like the way sauerkraut is good for your gut. It's good for your inner, inner workings. And miso also lasts almost forever. So you're going to buy a jar of it and you're going to put it in your fridge and it's going to last you longer than a year. It's delicious. So it's salty and um, umami, right? So it's like that kind of rich, savory flavor. And you can mix it with so many different things. And it just brings a kind of a rich, creamy, mysterious flavor to fish, to salad dressing, to chicken, um, and uh, even to like to noodle dishes. It's so yummy. And I am sure that you're going to love it. I'm going to share with you. I'm going to um, post the recipe in the Facebook group and I'll send it to you as well, Leanne. Oh, good. For, um, maple miso salad dressing. 
Ooh. And so a little bit of maple syrup and some miso, and then, you know, just a couple of other like vinegar, uh, which we all have. Um, and it is such a special salad dressing, so different from your usual vinaigrette, um, that it, it's going to prevent uh, salad fatigue for the rest of the summer. Okay. <laughs> I I mean, I'm writing this down. Miso exclamation point. I love it because earlier in the 2022, your your ingredient of the year was tahini. Mm -hmm. And I have been using tahini every single week since you mentioned it, because it was just not something in my regular rotation. And I see miso and I, they use it on top chef. And I, 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 I associate it with like complicated Asian recipes that I'm Mm -hmm. never going to make, but a simple miso salad dressing sounds delicious. That yeah. sounds and it's cool. actually it's almost like you know how Worcestershire sauce is like kind of everything you want in one bottle. Yeah, miso is kind of the same. Like it actually takes the complicated out of it because you can just basically like use miso and then water it down with a bit of chicken broth or white wine, and it's good to go. Oh, mm. okay, all right, we're on it. Okay. Okay. Can we put right. it in the slow cooker? That's what I really need to know. <laughs> put it on your pulled pork shoulder. Put it on your pork shoulder. Put it in your slow cooker. You're good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Claire, it is always great to talk to you. We're all set for the summer. We're excited about miso. Julie's going to be making pasta salad. Uh, we're on the fence about the slow cooker, but whatever you say, Claire, sure. <laughs> Thank I feel you like so Julie's much. with me on the slow cooker. I, I, Thanks, yeah, we a split decision there. I'm totally on the slow cooker. <laughs> okay. Awesome. All right. Have a fantastic summer. Best to your family. I hope you have lots of fun this summer and lots of good times and lots of great food. Thanks, Claire. Thanks, guys. Bye, Claire. Leon and Julie here from Satellite Sisters, and you know we love Pros. Pros is the custom hair care system that is truly made to order, and we are big proponents of Pros here at Satellite Sisters. Thank you, Pros, for supporting us and for supporting our hair goals. I mean, Julie, I am trying to get my hair in shape for my book tour, which starts in a little bit. I am going to be out and about. I'm going to be walking into rooms. I've got to get going. I got to make sure the hair looks good because people are looking. What do you think, Jill? Give me your honest assessment of my my pros progress. Leon, I'm looking at your hair on the screen and it looks great. It's it's full of body. It's bouncy. Whoa, look at that. Just when you zhuzh it up like that, it's amazing. I mean, you don't have any of that dryness you used to have in your hair. You know, uh, you make me a little jealous, Leon. You got some good looking hair going there. Thank you. You know what? I have seen a giant difference since I've been on the whole pros regime. I take the hair vitamins that are, you know, specifically prescribed for me. Uh, they, I took the hair quiz. They analyzed my hair type. They know where I live. They know uh, in terms of the weather. They know how, how often I go swimming. They know this. They know that. I take the vitamins. I use the shampoo, the conditioner, the post uh, leave-in conditioner when I'm in a really dry place or it's the winter season. And I do think I'm making a lot of progress. Thank you, Julie. I I appreciate that. Uh, If you want to make progress with your hair, check out Pros. Custom made-to-order hair care from Pros has your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 50% off your first subscription order today. Plus, 15% off and free shipping every subscription order after that. Okay, so that's great. 50% off your first subscription order plus 15% off and free shipping every subscription order after that. Go to pros.com slash sisters and pros, you know, is P-R-O-S-E. 
rose.com slash sisters for your free in-depth hair consultation and 50% off your first subscription order. Thanks, pros. Thanks for my hair. Leon and Julie here from Satellite Sisters, and we want to thank our friend Jenny Kane. Hi, Jenny. We love Jenny Kane. We know you know it's a California brand through and through, and we love their staples because it makes getting dressed so easy. Minimalist, effortless, but totally refined. And hello, Julie Dolan, that's kind of you. Minimalist, effortless, and totally refined. What have you been wearing from Jenny Kane this week? Leon, I love the cocoon cardigan. It's perfect for the hot again, cold again weather we're having, you know, this is sweater weather. And you can just pop on that cardigan. And even if you're wearing something schlumpy underneath, all of a sudden you look elevated and you're ready to go. You look minimalist, effortless, and totally refined when you wear the cocoon cardigan. Yes, I do, Leanne. Uh, I get compliments on it too, because it's just the perfect thing to put on. Well, that's why we love Jenny Kane, is that everything is beautifully designed and really flatters the wearer. So we want to encourage you to check out everything over at JennyKane.com. You're going to find your new uniform. What is it that you want to put on that just perks up your your presentation? Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off their first order when they use code SISTERS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at JennyKane.com. And Jenny Kane is spelled J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E. JennyKane.com, promo code SISTERS. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Thanks, Jenny. Welcome back. We're the Satellite Sisters. Thanks for your patience today while we work on some technical issues. We don't know what's happening. We don't know what's happened. Things are good some weeks and then not good the other, but we're glad that Julie is still with us. She has a lot of entertaining sisters recommendations. But first, I want to remind people, if you're listening today, June 21st uh, or around June 22nd, Lost and Found in Paris is an ebook special this week. Now, I never know when these ebook specials are coming and I never quite know when they're ending. They really are for a limited time. So if you want to pick up a copy of Lost and Found in Paris for your Kindle or your Nook or on any ebook platform, it's $1.99. But do it right now. <laughs> so because I don't know how long this is going to last. Uh, also, I want to remind people in pep talk this week, I'm going to be listing all of the Santa Fe sites that I mentioned. I've done a complete travel blog post with uh, links to everything I mentioned and more, including a list of all the stores I loved in Santa Fe, the places we ate, some of the museums we went to, lots of resources if you're planning a Santa Fe trip. That's up at Satellite Sisters right now. You can find it in the show notes, and then I'll do a whole uh, pep talk about Santa Fe. So if you're not a subscriber, head on over to SatelliteSisters.com and subscribe to Pep Talk. Pretty much, you know, I would say most weeks of the year, you're going to get a pep talk in your inbox on Friday. I try to do it when the show is in production and I'm on the show. So this Friday, it will be a Santa Fe spectacular. All right, Julie, entertaining sisters, you have a couple of recommendations. I, I do, Leon. You know how much I love a spy series. And I have a new series um, that's on Amazon Prime. It's called Alex Ryder. Now, what I love about this spy series, it's a British spy series, is it involves teen spies. How perfect is that? It's about a British schoolboy that is recruited by MI6 
to infiltrate an elite school. And he gets involved in other capers as we go along. And it stars a very cute Otto Ferrant, who is, uh, you know, he's a, a solid action actor. I think he's going to be, he, he does great, a great job in the role. I love the other teenagers involved. And it also has Vicki McClure, who we all know as D.I. Kate Fleming from the BBC series, Line of Duty. So she's back as Mrs. Jones. So she's wonderful. Um, I, I think these, this is a good series. I'm watching it actually with one of my grandsons as well, Leanne. Uh, and he, you know, he likes it a lot too. So we have things to talk about. Julie, my sons love these books. Oh. So it was a book. It was a series of books first uh, that came out in like the mid to the like 2006, 2007. So we listened to many, many of them on our road trips up to Oregon. They're great books. So, you know, if you're if your grandsons want to get into the books, the audio books were super fun. The kids used to rip through them. They loved them. Yeah, it's super clever. It's a super fun idea to have a t- teenager join MI6. It's great. So I love that. I also have a book recommendation that you might be familiar with, Leanne, and that is Vacation Land by Meg Mitchell Moore. And the reason you're familiar with it is because you recommended it. It's on the the beach bag books list that you put together this summer. And um, I just got it and I'm really excited about it. Leanne, you call this a delicious summer read set in mid coast, Maine. Okay. I love that. It's got a picture of a beach on the cover. I love that as well. Okay. And it's about tackling family secrets, marriage, motherhood, and privilege. I've just started it but I'm very excited to have it as one of my summer reads. So I would recommend to all of the Satellite Sisterhood to check out Leanne's Beach Bag book list because there's some real gems on there. Thank you, Julie. I'm glad you like it. I think you'll like her writing in general. I've been a big fan of hers. She, this is like her fourth or fifth book. Um, as she wrote one book called The Admissions, which I liked a lot about like high stakes college admissions that was uh, fictional and set in Northern California where you you lived that life. And then another book she wrote was called The Islanders, which was set on Block Island. And I love that one too. So she writes really well about New England. I just think she has really clear, crisp, clean writing and her characters always have interesting lives and very relatable. So I'm glad you like it. Yeah, the whole Best Beach Bag books list also in the show notes or over at SatelliteSisters.com. Lots of good stuff in there. Julie, we actually listened to the book you recommended in the car over. The power couple. Yes. I thought, I can't believe Julie liked this book. It's kind of a hot, sexy book, Jewel. I was a it's was, a summertime read, Liam. You got it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was really surprised. I was like, Barrett kept saying, Julie picked this book. <laughs> Okay. So yes, there's a lot of unexpected treats on our best beach bag books list. All right. A big thanks today to Claire Tanzi for being on the show. Uh, Again, show notes and everything. um, If you're interested in Claire's cooking classes and getting that discount for Satellite Sisters, she's also super active in our Facebook group. So if you're not a member of our Facebook group, Claire is always dropping in, offering up classes and discounts and great recipes. We're so happy to have her as a regular here on Satellite Sisters. So please join our Facebook group. You can just you know, go to Facebook, search the Satellite Sisters. You do have to answer the questions. Uh, I, and that's true of everybody. If someone invites somebody, 
you have to answer the, the uh, admittance questions. We just like to make sure that the people in the group are familiar with the whole Satellite Sisters ethos. That's important to us. All right, a big thanks to Sergio Enriquez, who's gonna have to do a lot of editing for the show. Thank you, Sergio, for trying to make this happen. Uh, it's a priority to get all this stuff fixed. A big thanks to Emily Loudermilk, who does our graphics. You can see Emily's graphics on our Instagram page. So if you're not following us, we are at Sat Sisters. All right, Jill, what's on your to-do list for the week? Okay, I've marked June 24th. That's the day, that's the debut of Loot on Apple Plus TV, starring Maya Rudolph. I just love everything that she does. I think she's funny just standing there. This is her new new show, and uh, I'm going to be watching, Leanne. Okay. All right. Good one. I hadn't heard of that. Yeah, I'm with you. She she is funny doing absolutely nothing. She's like Bill Murray. You know, she just can be on set and she makes me laugh. Right. Well, I'm actually leaving again. We have a, a college friends weekend uh, that we planned months ago and it's actually happening. So I'm headed back to Northern California uh, to hang out with my Sage Hen sisterhood there, my friends from college. I am bringing my caftan and I am bringing my ricotta recipe because that's we are planning on caftaning and eating cheese. And that sounds great, doesn't it? Perfect. <laughs> All right, Jill, have a good week. You too, Leanne. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>